Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. It's the Saturday edition, so we'll play the best of Thursday and Friday. If you're looking for the game preview, it's up on the channel. Click on Arrowhead Pride Laboratory and hear the six points to watch as the Chiefs face the New England Patriots. On this podcast, you'll get to hear from every Chiefs coordinator, as well as defensive backs coach Sam Madison, given the fact that the Chiefs have now lost Legereus Sneed for the foreseeable future. He was placed on injured reserve this week. From Friday, we'll hear from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and wide receiver McCole Hardman. But we're going to start with the coordinators. Here is Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy. Hey, good afternoon. How are you guys doing? Hope all is well. Uh, coming off a big week after a Monday night game, uh, Short week of preparation. I thought our guys handle uh, the game and the environment the right way uh, this past week. Now it's time to, to make sure that we regroup, finish up this week strong with practice, and making sure that we're going in with the right attitude and the right determined mindset this week here at home against the Patriots to find a way to come away victorious. Other than that, I'm all ears. Start with Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Eric. Um, when you look at the, the touchdown that, Pat threw to McCall Hardman the other day, and then you go back to L.A., and the, the touchdown he threw to Tyreek. I mean, certainly he really didn't have a chance to set his feet on either one. He was moving on the one, and he kind of threw off his back foot to McCall. So my, my question for you is, what, what do you feel like is more unusual in Pat's ability, his ability, to, his accuracy on plays like that, or just the strong arm, his ability to, to merely get the ball down the field that far when he, he can't really step into it? I think it's a combination of both. I mean, this kid, he, and you guys have been out there at practice. He does all kinds of different things during practice. Not that he's working on that stuff. It's just that he's accustomed to do it. And it's nothing like preparation. And like I tell our guys all the time, as long as we're playing fast and we're playing hard, good things will happen. So when Pat is scrambling around trying to make plays on his feet, you know, those type of things are going to happen as long as our guys are staying active and staying alive. And so, <laughs> with that arm and with his athletic ability, the ball can be thrown from any platform. He's shown that. He's proven that. Hell, he threw a pass with his left hand a couple of years back. <laughs> Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach, good afternoon. I, I asked Patrick this, and I, I was curious your your take on it. I, I know that all defensive coaches try to do this, but Bill Belichick especially just tries to find things that you haven't seen on film before. How do you specifically go about trying to figure out what he could possibly do when there really isn't any example of it. Well, I mean, just like he's doing and we're doing the same thing, you, you try and study tendencies. But knowing and playing against uh, the New England Patriots long enough, you always go into the game plan expecting the unexpected. So we want to make sure that our guys have that mindset and understand that, hey, everything that we're practicing against this week, he may flip it. So we just need to be prepared, but we want to make sure that we're giving our guys all the different looks, all the variety of fronts that they need to see, just to make sure that they're prepared 
to go against something. And then when it's all said and done with, it's about us going out next student and doing what we do best and applying our rules. That's what's going to allow us to come away with a victory this weekend. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Coach, uh, a couple things real quick. First of all, uh, the short week, are you surprised that, uh, you know, I think if Tom Brady were still with the Patriots, they would have never given you the Patriots on a short week, right? They would, they would have said, we want both these teams to have the full week. So first of all, are you surprised that you are having to turn around with, with as difficult as they are to prepare for and, and get them on a short week? And then if you could after that, or I can wait and ask the follow-up if you want to answer it. Okay. Well, first of all, Seren, uh, not surprised at all. This this season has kind of been that type of year. It's 2020. So we're <laughs> <you know, laughs> okay. everything thrown our way. But uh, you know what? I, I'll say this. Our guys have always – uh, allowed themselves to remain flexible. You know, I think that's what makes us uh, a, a, a heck of a staff. Coach Coach Reed preaches that. He wants us to remain flexible. I mean, hell, if he had to deal with the scheduling that we had to go through, through training camp to make all the necessary adjustments, our guys are built for this. So you go out and you play on the Monday, then you got to come back and play a great New England Patriots team on a Sunday. So our guys understand that, hey, if you want to be great, you got to make sure it that you have the ability, okay, to be, remain flexible, but also understanding that you go play great on Monday, but you still got to line up and play great on Sunday. So our guys will be okay. And the, the other side of I was curious about is when, how much of, I know you have things you want to get to, right? And you're setting things up early. You're setting things up in other games that you want to, you know, run the counter or whatever it is as you go along. But how important is it on that first drive, particularly when your defense has to be on the field? I'm, I'm curious, do you pull a little extra out to stay on the field, to give uh, the coach, you, you talked about, all the guys have talked about all the adjustments you make. And you got to have time to do that, right? To see what the new stuff is. How important is that first drive? Uh, after your defense got their first look, to stay on the field, even if you don't get points, just to give them time to get to work on what they want to change? Well, well Seren, I'll say this, and I'm not trying to sound arrogant or anything. That first drive, we always want to go out and score. I don't care if it's a 15-play drive or a one-play drive. We want to make sure that we go out there and establish our identity and who we are and what we're going to be about today. You never want to go out there and go three and out and put the defense back out there. So it's about going out there, playing assignment sound football, executing, playing fast, and playing for each other. But when it's all said and done with, we want to find a way to come away with points. And so selfishly, that's how, that's how, that's our mindset, that's our attitude, and that's, that's the type of style of play that we want our guys to, to, to understand and embrace. And so when we do that, great things have a tendency to happen. But I know we've had a slow start every now and then, but we need to continue making sure that we can get off to a fast start. Let's go next to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach. Good afternoon. In recent years, we've had Wasp. We've had Hungry Pig Wright. So the, the big question is, what was the name of Eric Fisher's play? <laughs> uh, what do we call that one? Uh, oh, man. What do we call it? Uh, it was the fish. Uh, that's a damn shame. I can't even think of the name of it. But it was a hell of a play. I'm not going to even tell you the, the formation in which we called it. But it was a, one of our throwbacks. And Fish, I mean, we've been working this play now for a while. And it's a shame I can't think of the name of the damn play. But he did a great job of executing. He did a great job of setting that guy up and then displacing him and putting himself in position to have success to catch it. I knew once it was thrown, he got rid of that guy. I knew he was going to make that catch. And I was happy to see him make that play. That was a great, that was a great moment. 
We've got time for a couple more guys. We'll go Nate Taylor and then Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Eric, I have a fun question off of Herbie's. Because of such plays that you guys ran on Monday night, what, from a percentage standpoint, are those type of plays still left in the playbook? If the playbook is thick, how much did you actually get to those type of plays in Monday night and how much is still available? Well, we keep plenty available. <laughs> we keep plenty. And I'll say this, and it's funny because Herbie asked me that question, and everybody, I know everybody talked about the screen uh, as well that, that Sherm caught, and that play was named Smoke Sausage. So because we call Sherm the sausage, so it was Smoked Sausage. So that's why I can't think of the damn name of uh, Fish's play. <laughs> but we still, uh, one thing I will say, we, we have a very, very creative group of people in this building <laughs> that can come up with a variety of names. And we keep it fun. And you know what? The guys embrace it. They make it fun as well because when you give them those particular plays, they take ownership in it and they want it to work. And so, like I said, we'll, we'll keep the flexibility going with these particular plays. And, and just to let you know, Nate, there's plenty of more. Plenty left. <laughs> we'll go last to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> Hey, Coach. I, I'm glad you told us the name of the Sherman play because that's actually I, I wanted to ask you about smoked sausage there. Um, what's what's kind of the evolution of doing that? Because it's kind of an offshoot of you know the shovel plays that you guys have run that teams look for. I mean, we we, we can even hear them shouting at the line on plays. You know, watch the watch the shovel. Um, and and with Patrick with the underhand throw, was that planned or is that one of his flourishes? You know what? I, I think Pat just threw it underhand uh, just because I, I couldn't tell you exactly how he threw it at that particular moment. I didn't realize that he had threw it underhand until I saw it on tape. But uh, it was just a, a play that we have been working on now for about a year or so. And it just happened to time up. It was the perfect defense, the perfect scheme, and it happened to work. I will say this to guys, they did a great job of executing. And it started up front with the O-line. All good to go. Listen, short week coming off of Monday night, so that's always a challenge. Um, and that's what we're in the middle of. And with that, I'll just open it up. Let's go first to Sam Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Steve. Um, one of the things we hear a lot from the Patriots is just they, they do something different every week, right, um, that, that you've never seen before. I'm, I'm wondering, like, how much do you consider your defense sort of a, a game plan, a week-to-week -week unit, and, and how much do you try and stay true to, you know, certain core beliefs? Yeah, uh, there's a little bit of that. On, I think you have to do that in this league. you got to keep people on their toes. Listen, Josh uh, McDaniels is a great coach. I work with him. I had him in St. Louis, so I know how sharp he is. I know that he's looking for a weakness. They're going to attack weaknesses. And they're really good. Uh, you bring up a really good point. That's what, that's what the Patriots have been doing for years. Um, they'll change. You may be seeing things. We fully expect to see things in the first quarter that we may not have seen. And we got to adjust, adjust in the game. I mean, I think that... You know, Madhouse and Brendan Daly up front certainly do a great job of that. They helped me out tremendously during the game, Justin. So I'll be relying on them against again against this opponent. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Steve, I wanted to ask you about your safety play. You mentioned in training camp that you need safeties to be obviously multiple. You used four last week in Tedrick, Dan, Juan, and Tyron. You guys haven't given up many big plays in the air uh, how much of that is attributed to your safeties and just how much does that help the overall unit based on those four guys being available? Well, as you say that, Nate, I'm going to knock on wood. <laughs> but, uh, because look at explosive plays are the one thing that 
really, really hurt you in this league. It's hard enough to defend somebody when you make them drive and uh, make them earn it, but you give up the big plays. Our guys have done a nice job. I, I think you got to throw the corners in that too. I mean, you put the secondary in as a whole when you stop when you start talking about denying explosive plays. And to take it one step further, our upfront guys have done a really good job, even on some play actions, first and second down when teams wanted to take a shot. Uh, have made the quarterback either tuck it or make it throw it really quick and check it down. So it's kind of all packaged together. You know, we're fortunate we're in a couple of games here. We haven't given them up, but um, that's going to be a focus every uh, every week. The safeties have been solid, though. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Steve. Um, you guys are going to be tested, obviously, at the cornerback position without Legereus, but you guys have been tested all year, really, with with your depth there. Can you got, Can you kind of just assess where you are as a group at the cornerback spot? Yeah, well, listen, a lot of credit to Sam and uh, Dave Merritt, who work with all those guys. You know, we felt going in, we talked about this as a staff with the whole COVID situation, that we had to have guys always ready to go. And, and you know, we didn't know what was going to happen with uh, what we're dealing with in the world. Um, so the guys, the coaches, uh, have taken that to heart. They've prepared all these guys, corner safeties, linebackers, D-line, like they could have to step up and play on a Friday. Uh, and listen, we have been bumped and bruised out there at the corner. Um, you know, certainly losing uh, Breezy kind of hurt right from the beginning. But listen, Rashad Fenton has stepped on a great, done a great job. LJ Sneed was playing really good football. I feel really t- terrible for him and deal with that injury, but it's part of the league. And hopefully we can get uh, CW back. You know, I know he's going to deal with that hand a little bit, but, you know, they've got to step up. We, we, you know, listen, our corners are really needed in the package that we play. Um, and fortunately for us, our D-line has done a decent enough job that uh, it's made it a little bit a little bit easier for the corners on the outside. Go next to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Coach, good afternoon. Uh, to kind of piggyback off of the defensive backs, um, the, the, the Patriots seem to, percentage-wise, are running more out of 11 personnel this year than they did last year. Uh, obviously, with the safety play and the defensive backs, how important is it going to be for them this week, especially knowing – you do have mobile Cam Newton back there. Yeah, well, listen, you throw a quarterback in there that can run it and, it, and is willing to run it, uh, like they certainly are with, with him back there, uh, it's always going to put a stress on the defense. It's going to, you know, if you add another uh, player to just stop the run, he's a good enough quarterback to throw it out there. Josh is smart enough to recognize that. And they got talent on the outside with a couple of receivers that can hurt you. So we're going to have to play that game within the game. We're going to have to mix it up. Um, hopefully we can get in a situation where, you know, you want to get it one dimensional, right? That's what every defense tries to do. So be successful on first down, you know, try to do the same on second down and get them in a situation where you know they have to throw it. You know, hopefully when we get in those situations, we can win them. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Steve. Um, Chris Jones knocked the ball away from uh, Lamar Jackson a couple of times the other night. Um, was that just a case of him taking advantage of some opportunities that were in front of him there? Or was that, was that maybe a point of emphasis with him to maybe not just uh, to maybe uh, work at getting the ball away from the quarterback? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. We talked all last week about how do you tackle this guy? You know, it's, we watched him, a film of ourselves trying to tackle him low and he was getting away from that. And, you know, he can run away from you if you tackle him high. We did talk about some of the things you just mentioned. I think specifically to Chris's plays. I mean, I think Chris just flat out used his ability to, to beat a man one-on-one and found his way to number eight and got his long arms out there and got it knocked down, which was great for us. Uh, now, the, the next quarterback we play is, is 
alike in some ways and different in others. I mean, he's a big, strong guy uh, that I'm not so sure you can try to tackle high or, I mean, he gets away from everything. I see, you know, you watch him tuck the ball down and run, he becomes a fullback and not afraid to do that. Uh, we emphasized last week uh, getting to the quarterback and trying to get the ball off, and then uh, we'll try to do the same this week if we can. We've got time for a couple more guys. We'll go Pete Sweeney and then Todd Levo. Go ahead, Pete. Coach, looking at your schedule, it, it's kind of unique in the sense that you guys knocked out a lot of these mobile quarterbacks at the beginning, and you just mentioned how Cam is a little bit different. But how much does it help? And I know that Herbert came in, but how much does it help that you've been dealing with this dual threat ability for the beginning of the season going into this game? That, that, that's a great point. Um, if you flipped it around and, and said that we played, you know, two, three dropback quarterbacks, then one of these guys and two more drive, that would be a challenge because it's something different. I think it's helped us. I think our guys are a little bit more comfortable in facing these kind of guys because we've seen some really good ones. Uh, and you try to simulate that in practice. I thought Jordan did a great job last week helping our guys with that. Um, yeah, maybe there is something to it. I, I hope that if that is the case, we play our best football against the fourth one, but we'll see. We'll see. Let's go last to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Coach, we're going to get to talk to Hitch in a little bit here. Had a really nice game last week. What, what have you seen from him as he's progressed through the year as a leader for you guys in that linebacking core? Yeah, the, the, the word you just said is the one that sticks out, a leader. He's a silent leader. I think the guys gravitate to Hitch. Um, when he Hitch, one of the great – indicators of a leader and I think in this profession is uh, when a player begins to speak or talk you can recognize that the other guys are listening he has that um, and he doesn't say much and he doesn't have to uh, but they trust the rest of the guys the other 10 trusty that he's going to get them in the right call uh, I think that's huge going forward because it allows all the guys to play real confident I, I agree with you he had a good game last week um, I think he took it upon himself you know we we you know, we struggled in the Chargers game, I mean, quite frankly, as a defense, and all of us felt responsible. But I think Hitch being the leader in the middle of that uh, took it upon himself to get the rest of the guys ready and had a good week of practice and played pretty good in the game. Coach, we appreciate the time today. Thanks for joining us. Got it. Thank you. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. You just heard from Chiefs Offensive Coordinator Eric Bieniemy and Defensive Coordinator Steve Spagnolo, and now we continue on with Chiefs Special Teams Coordinator Dave Tobe, followed by Defensive Backs Coach Sam Madison. Hey, Coach, obviously against uh, Baltimore, there were some special teams uh, errors or, or some issues. What went into Harrison Butker's issues, uh, especially coming off of the, the excellent Week 2 performance? Aren't you the one to call me a guru last week? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Did I jinx you? <laughs> uh, I guess so. But this is uh, this is pro football. Things happen. But go ahead. One more time with the crowd. I was trying to remember if you said it or not. Go ahead. Could you ask me, ask me that question again, please? About <laughs> okay. Being the guru you are, oh, what, yeah. did you, what, what steps did you take to fix the issues from last week, especially Harrison Bucker uh, coming off of that week two phenomenal performance? Uh, he, you know, really, is, there's not a lot to, to fix. I, I think he just came into the game. He was really pumped up for the game, you know, no matter what, I mean, it was, you know, Tucker, anytime, 
he goes against Tucker. It's a, you know, it's a big, you know, he wants to do so well, you know, I mean, that's a, he put a little bit too much pressure on it. He was all fired up, kind of pulled to the, the kick that he missed the first extra point, kind of pulled it uh, to the left a little bit. And then he, then he came back and he made three extra points. I think it was. And then he, you know, and then the next field goal, the very next field goal, same thing. So, uh, you know, I, I think it was more of a mental thing than anything. We talked about it. You know, he, he's, he's going to be fine. Uh, we practice, we kick today and, and, and he's going to be all right. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about him going forward for sure. Let's go next to Sarin Petro. Go ahead, Sarin. Coach, I know you're used to, uh, the roster having to move it around you more than anybody. Right. But, uh, you guys, not only have you had injuries, we talked about this uh, with Coach about on the defensive side, you've had injuries you knew going into the game, but it seems like every game you've got guys going down. Just was this, how much of a scramble was that in this one sneak going down? Some guys that definitely had to affect your units. Uh, it affects us a little bit. You know, obviously, you know, you know, like I said before, I mean, Veach did a good job. We got good depth. You know, we got guys that can come in there and, and we feel good about playing. Uh, you know, a guy like Wiley goes down. I mean, he's uh, he's on your field goal unit. All of a sudden, he's not going. Now, now you have to go with a backup. I mean, those things happen. Uh, you know, you get an injury. This is part of what we do. And uh, you, you try to think of every scenario before the game. And then when it happens, you just make the move that, that, that you thought of before the game. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Dave. Um, just wondered. You talked a little bit about the issues with Butker in Baltimore. So what does his week look like? Is it just a normal week for him in that regard? Or are you guys going to do work on anything in particular yeah. this week? That's a good question because, you know, we had the short week this week. So uh, what we did, we usually kick yesterday for him, uh, you know, in a normal week. So we gave him that day off. And then we're going to kick. We're going to kick today, uh, which will be his last day of the week uh, to kick. Uh, we just basically took one one day off, uh, you know, to, to make sure he was rested up. It's not like you need to go out and kick more because he missed a couple field goals. It's, you know, you just have to you just have to go back and go to back the fundamentals and and uh, you know and, I, and we're not hitting a panic button by any by any means really. And it's just a matter of going out and making sure the guys are fresh again uh, to go on a short week. Let's go next to Adam O. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, coach. Uh, so. It looked like from the back angle on that kickoff return by the Ravens, it looked like maybe Darwin Thompson stayed inside. How important is it uh, to make sure the lane discipline stays true this week? We don't want to see or you don't want to see uh, a big run by the, uh, the Patriots on a return. How important is that this week? Just kind of staying lane discipline. Yeah, that, that's very important. But, but really, when you look at that return, there was 11 guys to blame. I mean, it was, even the kicker. I mean, everybody was to blame. Anytime you get a, a return for a touchdown against you, uh, there's, there's a lot of blame to go around. It wasn't just, you know, Darwin just happened to be the last man standing right there at the end. But uh, there was a lot of guys that could have made that play. Uh, you know, we went over it actually today and we talked about what each guy could have did different to change the outcome, you know, but it's history. I mean, the game, the, the play, they Baltimore, the, you know, they, they get a lot of credit. They're a good special teams unit. They did a great job blocking us. Uh, and, and the kid, the rookie, uh, did a nice job with, with his top end speed, got out and, Changed some angles and, and they made a nice play. You know, this is pro football. Guys are going to make plays, and you know, we just got to make sure that doesn't happen again. And and I think our guys, we have a lot of pride in that room, and I know they're going to bounce back in a big way. Looks like we've got three hands up. We'll go right down the line. Matt, Pete, and then Todd. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, coach. Based based on your Mizzou ties alone, you're always going to be a guru. So don't let that get to. <laughs> 
Uh, hey, with Tommy Towns, now you got a couple of weeks, a few weeks under his belt and everything. What's kind of your report card on him? Not just punting, but holding as well and kind of overall Im- impression. Uh, you know, something that's kind of gone unnoticed is his holding. He's doing a really, really good job there. You know, Bucker had obviously the player of the week honors last week. And, you know, and, 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 and Tommy's out there holding for him every time. So, I mean, he's, it's kind of gone unnoticed, but he's, he's doing a great job with the holds. I think him and, him and Buck are getting along great. Uh, as far as his punting, we didn't have a lot. We only had one punt, but he punted great. It was a great punt. Uh, we need to do a little bit better job with, you know, covering it. But, I mean, it was a really good punt. So he did his job in that last game. I think every game, every rep, he's getting more and more confidence. Uh, he's really going to be a good punter. He's going to be a, 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 I think he's going to be a great punter, honestly, uh, in this league for years to come. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go to Pete. Good morning, Coach. The move yesterday, you guys brought up Darius Harris. Uh, if he is up, what does he offer you guys in special teams? He's, he's another guy that, that I was talking about depth-wise. I mean, you could plug him in in a linebacker spot, you know, as far as an inside player on on punt, uh, you know, a front-line player on kickoff return, uh, you know, a kickoff guy. He could be a four-phase guy for you in a heartbeat, uh, you know, if he's up. I mean, if we need him to be up, I mean, he's on the team. He's on the 53 now. He's a lot closer now to being up, so uh, you know, he's, he's a guy that we can certainly go to and uh, he would bring something to the table for us. Let's go last to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Coach. One of the ways that you see a lot of fans and people who don't know exactly what's going on in the game, I guess, is just kick it through the end zone. It looks like Harrison can generally do that most of the time. What goes into the, to the, the discussion on when to try to kick it to have the returns and stop them and when to just say, forget about it, let's kick it through the end zone and, and avoid those situations. That's a great question because we do have that ability to be able to do that. And we're fortunate to have that guy. Not every team has it. We do have that. Uh, we were kicking to those guys because he was a rookie returner. You know, we didn't know a lot about him. We saw him kind of, you know, early in the uh, you know, couple games that they had that he was kind of shuffling his feet. We thought we could get him. Uh, but this game humbles you. You know, it humbles you as a coach, it humbles you as a player. And, it, and, and, and the kid came out and made a nice play. They did a nice job blocking, uh, and they got us. Uh, you know, I could have kicked touchbacks the whole game. We could have did that. Uh, we didn't. I'm sure going forward, teams aren't going to kick to this guy as much because, you know, what he just showed on tape. So that's what you do. You learn. Uh, you know, you learn about guys. You learn, uh, you know, when to do it, when not to do it. But, you know, we do have the ability. Uh, we're fortunate because we've got a kicker that can kick the ball high and give us enough hang time to get down there to make a play. Uh, it just didn't happen on that certain play. Hey, Coach, always a pleasure. How you doing? Hey, I'm well, thanks. Hey, the Patriots this year, percentage-wise, are running a lot more out of 11 personnel when compared to last year. How important is it for your defensive backs to be aware of not just the wide receivers, but also th- that mobile Cam Newton and that running game? Yeah, once again, you know, um, Coach Spag is going to rely on the defensive backs, you know, to really handle a lot of those adjustments, you know, being able to stop Cam. You know, Tom Brady, you didn't really have to worry about him moving a lot. You know, you just have to worry about his accuracy and understanding of the offense and the delivering the ball downfield. But, you know, this week is going to be same as similar as last week against Lamar Jackson. Um, Cam, he still has uh, the instincts to be able to run and get up and down the football field and move the changes. That's what the Patriots like to do. Next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Sam, you'll get Bashad back next week, and I was just curious what you're thinking he's going to bring to the table, and and where do you think that he is as far as physically being able to be ready, and can he get right back into the mix for you guys? 
Kathy. Um, you know, when you look at uh, Breland over the last couple of weeks, I've been following him on his social media, watching him throughout the course of his workouts and doing everything. And, you know, um, he looks physically uh, fit and ready to go. You know, before he left, he was in uh, really good shape and understanding um, of the defense because this would be his second year into it. So, you know, bringing that physicality back, you know, he's a big corner. He loves to hit, um, you know, the same as Ward. These guys, they love to tackle. But, you know, he had his best game, his last game of, of his season that was in the Super Bowl. So hopefully he'll be able to pick up right where he left off and he'll give Coach Bag another weapon, um, you know, to be able to put out there and play man-to-man and be able to limit some of these big runs of, of the teams that we're about to get ready to play coming up. Let's go next to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Coach. Um, what What are your thoughts on just the way your your cornerback room is, has handled the injuries that you've had this year, the absences with Breland, and what was just the reaction in the room to uh, to Legarius going down for a while here? Well, what are our sayings in the room, Sam, is stay ready so you don't have to get ready. And, um, you know, throughout the training camp, we put a lot of these guys in a lot of different situations for us, playing the nickelback position, playing corner. You know, Coach Spags' defense, sometimes, you know, they have to go back and play safety, different things of that nature. So, you know, we, we put them through a lot of different things, and, and they answered the bell. You know, Rashad, he stepped up, uh, you know, as soon as um, – uh, Ward went down uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then he's been playing phenomenal. Um, you know, and then once again, Snead goes down, and uh, Ward was able to step right in and didn't miss a beat. Uh, he didn't hesitate going out there, even with his hand situation, that he feels a whole lot better this week. So, um, you know, and then, you know, it's always the next man up. But um, we've thrown a lot of different things at these guys, and, you know, they just respond. And um, now we'll be getting Breland back next week. Hope we can get through this game and, you know, come out victorious. But yet still, you know, they know that they're going to be relied on a lot, you know, to play man to man and play the different zones and all the different things that we do. And, you know, they, they're up to the challenge. So that's the one great thing. They never back down from a challenge. All right, guys, we got time for a couple more. We're going to go Greg and then Nate. Go ahead, Greg. Uh, hello, Coach. How are you? Uh, uh, I'm wondering, because uh, uh, from your playing days, you had your belly full of preparing for the Patriots when Tom Brady was in his prime there. And, and also when with you were with the Giants in the Super Bowl, uh, when your unit is on the practice field against Patrick, I'm wondering if how many uh, flashbacks do you have as they prepare Patrick's ability to pick apart a defense? Do, do the flashbacks run through your mind of what you went through as a player as you see what he's able to do now? Yeah, one of the things that I really try to rely on is, you know, trying to see plays and then try to anticipate what's going to happen next. And, you know, some of the, sometimes, you know, I'll tell them, hey, just make sure that you pay attention to this because they're going to see that, that the way we're playing this. And then all of a sudden it comes over me. It's like, coach, you told me this. So, you know, just being able to anticipate and, and hopefully they'll be able to grasp those concepts that we're talking to and telling them about and, and then being able to apply it in a game situation. We tell them, Coach Merritt tells them, all the time, you know, we're not going to be on the field, you know, to help you through those plays. You have to decipher them yourself. And, you know, they're doing a really good job of doing that and picking up the nuggets that we're throwing out. But, you know, Tyron is out there. He really helps a lot of these guys out a lot. And now the younger guys are picking up the instincts and the same similarities that he's been displaying over the last uh, year or so. So it's just really fun to be able to sit back and watch these guys uh, understand, you know, how Coach Spaz, Coach Merritt is implementing the defense and understanding of how we're trying to attack and people trying to attack us and going out there and, and making it all work and put it all together. We'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. 
Hey, Sam, you kind of mentioned what I wanted to ask you about, and it's the idea that corner is one of the hardest positions to play in the league, but you guys have so many reliable safeties. I just wonder how much of the safeties led to the play that you've received so far from the cornerback position. Yeah, because we have another corner just playing safety, you know, and tiring. So, you know, it's just really fun just to be able to put them in different positions and being able to, you know, uh, have that hybrid type player. And I'm glad you recognize that the cornerback is one of the toughest on, on the football field. But, um, you know, it's just really good uh, to be able to watch tiring with the younger players and being able to, you know, uh, back the things that Coach Merritt and myself that we're telling the young guys and then when they're on the field, he's relaying all of those different things that we're talking about. So, you know, it, it's just really good, you know, that these guys are able to pick up the things and Feach and his crew has done a very good job of bringing us some guys in here to help them, uh, help us, uh, you know, make this defense as strong as possible. But, you know, things happen. You look around the landscape of the uh, league right now, there's a lot of guys going down and, you know, we're just picking up the, the pieces when, when they do fall. But uh, we're going to rely on these corners. Um, Coach Spag is not going to change uh, his defensive concept. He's going to put um, these guys in, in positions to challenge themselves. But they're up for the challenge. And, you know, that is uh, our job, Coach Merritt and myself, you know, to get these guys prepared. And, you know, we're doing a really good job. And they're doing a really good job of going out there and applying the things that Coach Spaggs is really throwing out and, and presenting to him. Now let's finish up with the Friday media. You'll get to hear from wide receiver McCole Hardman, but first, here's Chiefs head coach Andy Reid's final comments on the New England Patriots. Everybody was out of practice and did something and uh, got some work in, but we look forward to the challenge of playing uh, the Patriots. Um, you know, we know they're a heck of a football team and um, and so we've had a good week of practice uh, in preparation for him. So it should be an exciting game. Time, George. Start with Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. Coach, you've had a couple games now where you're playing in stadiums without fans. Are you at the point now with your guys where you say, hey, take advantage of these home games where you've got people in the stands? Yeah, that'll be good. Um, it'll be different now. I mean, you know, two weeks in, the, in a row that we haven't had anybody, but it's uh, we're glad to be here and uh, – I mean, you know, we love our, our fans here and the support that they give us. So um, uh, that's a good thing. Yes. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, Coach, is the expectation for Andrew Wiley to fill in the right guard position, or is that something you guys are, are still working through? Uh, he's worked in there all week. Yeah. So um, I, that's where that's where it'll be. Yeah. Let's go next to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Andy, kind of a fun question for you. Eric Bieniemy called that play "smoked sausage" to Anthony Sherman. I was wondering, he, but he wasn't clear on what Eric Fisher's play was. Did you, did you know the name of that play, perchance? We're trying to figure it out here. Yeah, catch and release. You know the fish. So, and actually, that was Eb's play. He'd, he'd been bugging on me about it since uh, we were on the plane coming back from the Chargers that it would be a good one. So, yeah, yeah, catch and release. Got two more hands up. Let's go, Darren. Then Todd. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Coach. Uh, good. Good afternoon to you. Uh, my question for you: You have a good relationship with Bill Belichick, at least I assume that you do. What are you, What are your thoughts on on his uh, his coaching this season? Obviously, the expectations without Tom Brady, with so many players opting out uh, this season. To me, I think that this would be one of his finest uh, coaching uh, you know seasons ever. Just your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I'd agree with you. He, he's a phenomenal coach. I mean obviously a future Hall of Fame coach and 
I will go down as one of the, one of the greats ever. So, um, I, I mean, I had no doubt that he would put together a good team. I mean, that's just, uh, you know, some fundamental football and that's what he does. Um, so he fits people into, uh, different positions and plays to their strengths. We'll ask to Todd Levo. Go ahead, Todd. Coach, I know we talked about this a little bit earlier in the week with uh, the NFL. Got a couple of teams that are not going to be able to play this week and rescheduling some things. Now we've seen the the president and first lady coming down with coronavirus. You guys have done a really nice job with the messaging to your players. Has there been any more of it this week uh, since you've seen some more things happen around the league with that? Or do you guys kind of get the picture and you just keep doing the same thing? Yeah, Rick Burkholder addressed the team about it and – uh, you know, and I talked a little bit about it early in the week. So uh, it's important that you stay up on it. I mean, that's uh, and even when you do, things can happen. So we just just got to you got to do what you can to make sure that you keep yourself uh, right. Thanks, coach. We appreciate the time today. OK, thank you. McCall, it seems like every time you are able to get your hands on the football, it leads to success. How uh, have you been able to just stay patient and, and continue uh, to go along with the, what is a, a very talented Chiefs offense? Yeah, you know, um, I understand my role, you know, and, and I know what we got on this team. And I know who's on the team. So I, I'm not I'm not really, you know, trying to be impatient in any way, you know. So just being patient. Whenever I get an opportunity, I'm going to take advantage of it. And if it leads to touchdowns or big game, they – I'm all for it. So I'm just, I'm just playing my role, man, and doing what I can do to help the team win. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Nicole. Um, wanted to ask you about the touchdown pass you caught the other day. When you went back and watched it on video, you could probably see Pat really couldn't step into the throw because of some pressure there. I mean, when you, when you look at it that way, are you surprised he could still get the ball to you 50 yards down the field or whatever it was? And also, did it take you a while to get used to the big arm that he's got? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, asking your last question, it, it definitely took a minute to get used to the to the arm strength because something you go that you're not used to is like, uh, I don't think I got to keep running, but you know, this it's a different kind of league here, different kind of player. So it never took a minute. I think it took the training camp, and after that, kind of you know got a draft of it, and then going back to the play. Um, but yeah, I, I knew he could get it. He can get it to me for sure. Like I mean, he got a big arm. Going backwards, sideways, no matter. I think he can throw it fifty plus every time. So I, knew, I had a good idea that he could get it to me. But I didn't know he was under that much pressure because I didn't even see the ball at first. And um, until I just sitting there, I'm like, oh, he threw it. So I know how to go make the play. So yeah, I, I was very confident that he could get it to me wherever I'm out on the field. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, McCall, I'm, I'm curious uh, what, what, you know, you've had a chance to see the Patriots now uh, before. What, what, what makes them so special in their, in their defensive backfield? What do they do differently uh, in their coverages than everybody else? Uh, I think they got a unique, uh, unique like defense. I think Belichick do a good job of um, putting guys in the in the right place for them to succeed, and they do something different that, that a lot of teams don't do. They, you know, they're they're good at taking taking what what you're good at away, you know, and make you beat them other kind of ways, you know. So I think they do a great job of that. But as us as a team, we just got to go in and, and you know take advantage of what they give us. Just take what they give us, and um and then go from there. And then whenever the you know the big player presents itself, we got to capitalize on it because they they're not a team that really give up big players like that. And um and the best way we can just keep you know nickel and diamond and nickel diamond them every down all the way down the field. I think we'd be just fine. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, McCole, I'm interested, you know, seeing Tyreek be a leader last year for you as a rookie. 
Um, what has impressed you most so far this season when it comes to Tyreek Hill? Um, just continue the issue that he have, man, and him continue to, to take on that role and embrace that role of, of being a leader and, and being that guy in the room, that, that number one receiver. And um, I think, you know, for anybody that, you know, the number one receiver and got there so much pressure on him and, and the pressure that we put on him to make plays every game, I think he handled it very well. So just see him do that, you know, it, it gives you a lot of motivation and, you know, a lot of confidence in yourself also with him because, you know, he when we need to play, that he can step up and do that. And, um, you know, we got guys around him that, that can pick him up as well if, you know, if, if he's not you know, um, doing what he's supposed to. But, you know, we, we don't really worry about what he not going to do, we just worry about when, when he going to do it, you know, so because he's a big play waiting to happen, and I think he, he do a great job of, of you know, uh, playing that role, like I said, that number one receiver and, and being a leader in the room. Let's go next to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, McCall. I know we talk about it often about uh, playing mistake-free. That's one of the things that uh, Coach Reed just mentioned on just how good uh, and, and how smart uh, Coach Belichick teams are. How important is it going to be for you all to minimize and try to eliminate any mistakes that you all, you know, may have made, like, let's say, week two against the Chargers and trying to uh, to win this game? And then also, you had two weeks in a row without playing with fans. What's it going to be like for you to be back in, back in Arrowhead playing in front of fans again? Yeah, um, going out first, we, we definitely got to minimize anything, turnovers, penalties, uh, mental mistakes, mental errors. We, we got to we gotta eliminate all those, you know, and, and you know, we, we can't play a perfect game, but try to play as close as perfect as we can, and that, that help us out in, in the long run because, you know, th- this team that's coming in this week, they, they capitalize off turnovers, they capitalize off mistakes, and, and they and they use that to, to their advantage, and we just got to – we can't beat ourselves, you know, going into this game. So, yeah, definitely. But um, so going back to Arrowhead with some fans, it's, it's going to be nice to hear some crowd noise and, and some energy in the stadium and st- things like that. So it, it's going to be pretty fun. I think we're going to be enjoying it, you know, um, having fans yell and, and stream. So it's always good to try to get back to normal. It's not a, it's not normal, but it's kind of like a new norm. So it's, it's definitely going to be uh, fun to have them in the, in the stands. Uh, let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, McCall, one more thing on your, your touchdown pass that you caught on, on Monday night. I don't know if you saw the, the breakdown by Ryan Clark on ESPN where they were talking about this play was kind of specific for someone like Marcus Peters because he could maybe peak sometimes. Was, was that a, a good breakdown of that play or was it not specific for some like Marcus Peters to maybe be trying to cheat a little bit? Um, we knew, we knew Marcus, he a good corner and we know around that 15, 20 yard market, he, he tends to, to look, you know, but I feel like with any defense we play, if you send 10 across the middle, it kind of, you're going to get your attention, you know, cause he's so fast and, um, and what he can do, you know, you know, cause what our offense set up to do. So, um, I think he's just seen 10 coming and, and just like, Oh, well, I'd rather jump this route than you know, get over the top, but I mean, I, I think I did a good job of selling it out, you know, and uh, I think he thought that I wasn't going deep, and um, once he seen 10 come across, I think that's what kind of like opened it up, and um, I think we did a good job of, you know, drawing that play up for sure. Let's go last to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, McCall, is interesting hearing you uh, talk about Tyree Kill and, and his leadership skills and everything that he has, and, and I know, like, to lead in the locker room, right, you got to be able to play. You, you got to be able to ball, right? The, the worst guy on the team isn't going to be the guy to step up there and, and lead. But from a coaching standpoint, Andy Reid obviously, you know, has, you know, a lot of leadership skills. It's clear that you guys really respect what he does. And that was true before he, he won a Super Bowl. I'm curious how much of that is 
because of his play calling, how good he is, right? Like he's not going to go out there and run 80 yards for a touchdown. But when you look over on the sideline, you know the big guy's got something that, that can really make you guys shine. How much is that what, what makes him the, the leader that he is? Uh, talking Coach Reed or – Coach Reed. Coach Reed. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Um, like you did example of like guys that can ball is the guys that, you know, the leaders in the room, you know, like Pat, Trav, you know, Tyron and stuff like that. So I think that does translate over to the coaching side, you know, because what Coach Reed does, man, I think is unique, man. He, he put players – or, you know, he used our skill set to best suit us. He don't try to make us do things that we're not comfortable doing. And um, and his his offensive mindset is, I think, is top to none. And I think with a guy like that that can make plays and make up a new play every single day and, and put it in the playbook, I think you, don't, you can't have nothing but respect for a guy like that and who's been in the league many years and, and doing the same thing over and over. And I think he's such a, a, of a player's coach. It, it, I think the respect just come with it. When he talk, you, you listen, you know. So I think if you have that effect on players, I think he had it every everywhere he's been. Every every past player that I've talked to always ask, oh, how Coach Reed doing it? And I think that, that, that speaks a lot, man. And um, I'm happy to be on the team with him. I'm, I'm happy that he's one of uh, coach, one of my first coaches, and I learned a lot from him, and he had taught me a lot. So, yeah, definitely he's he a great leader, I think, on, on the field, and, and his play calling is definitely top of nine. Canva presents stories to keep you up at night. It was an ordinary work day until... The Singapore presentation is at 3 a.m. The office was shocked. That's when we sleep. Maya made it less scary with Canva. <laughs> I'll just record my presentation so Singapore can watch it anytime. Record and present anytime with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work.